couch and I don't know what to watch Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Oh, I think I might be lost if I didn't have a preview Hello everyone and welcome to the preview I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always are Sam Chung and Jermaine Fletcher Hello Hello It is good to be back we skipped last month for various reasons, but um, we were watching stuff, and I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah. I would like to start with, <laughs> I'm just going to dive right in. Jermaine, did you watch the show Outlast? No. Okay, so Outlast was on Netflix, and this show shocked me in a way that I haven't been shocked. Like, I consider myself in general to be like a pretty, I think when it comes to like seeing things on TV, pretty jaded like, nothing really, like, shocks me, shocks me. You know, at this point, I feel like I've seen pretty much everything that I'm going to see, and everything new is just kind of like a, a recycling of something that I've already seen. And it might be, like, slightly shocking, but it's not, like, oh, my God, shocking. But Outlast was, like, oh, my God, shocking. I don't know that I've seen this. What is this, What is it about? So Outlast is, like, a survivalist competition show. and oh, okay. They sent these people, 16 contestants, to Alaska. And the only rule is that uh, you have to be part of a team. Um, and then basically the goal is just to outlast everybody else. And so they're just kind of like chilling the first couple weeks. And I mean, they're not just chilling a lot. People start dropping like flies okay, real quick. People do start dropping like like the people who are very unprepared for this experience and the people who like are, aren't really finding any food are dropping out. But the people who are like actual survivalists are doing fine. They're like, you know, they're finding, foraging. They're finding enough food. They're foraging. After about two and a half weeks, one of the teams is like, this is going too slowly. We have to actively take out the other teams. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like and, murder, poison. I mean, basically, like <laughs> one guy like dresses up in what is essentially like the foliage, and basically decides he's going to cross the river at low tide and steal one of the other team's sleeping bags. Um, and at night, like it's Alaska, like it goes into like the teens, <laughs> and so he goes. He steals the sleeping bags while these while this team is foraging. This team comes back before he can before he can escape, and they're like, "What is happening?" They run around. They find the raft that he flo that he floated across the river on, and they pop the inner tubes in the raft. And then he's hiding. They can't find him. He escapes, but his raft is broken. He's like, "How am I going to get across?" So he strips down. And just walks across, like, risking hypothermia with all of their sleeping bags. And then the team that he stole them from is so upset that they go and raid the production camp. They're like, we need to find out who did this. So they break into the camera tent <laughs> and, like, watch are watching all the footage, like, watching back through all the GoPros. And they find out who did it. And it's it's just chaos. It's It's truly madness. It's a lot. And then there's the team that has like the strong moral compass that like one guy's just like, I can't be around these terrible people anymore. It just <laughs> quits. Anything set in Alaska wilderness scares me because I read Into the Wild mm -hmm. and I've seen the movie Into the Wild and that did not end well for that young man. So whenever I think about like people going out 
to Alaska to be in the wilderness and to like survive off the land, I think about that book. And that is scary. I would never do that. I would never set foot in Alaska. They're camping and like bears are just around them. Like they'll wake oh, up no. and be like yeah. in the spot. They'll go to a spot that they were yesterday and there's just bear tracks everywhere that weren't there like the day <laughs> before. And they'll be like, okay, there are some bears here. How is the show insurable? How did they like get insurance coverage for this show? I mean, these are great questions, but Jermaine, <laughs> and I was talking to Marissa about this earlier this week. If there's a writer's strike, I feel like we're in for a lot more of these kind of shows. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Jermaine, what have you been watching? March, listen, I did not know what happened in March because we didn't do a preview, so I was not prepared. So (laughs) I was just like, what is going on? What should I watch? Where should I get in? And then suddenly the Twitter was a buzz, no pun intended, with Swarm, which was on Amazon Prime, which is by Donald Glover, which tells the story of like this fan obsessed girl who later I think transitions. That wasn't quite clear to me. But she's obsessed with like a Beyonce type character. And you know, Beyonce's fans are called the Beehive. The fandom in the show is called the Swarm. The girl the 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 artist is called what's her name? Naja? I can't remember. But it was just not the show I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like super obsessive fan until she starts killing people and she becomes a serial killer and she goes on the run and then she goes to different towns and then she's a stripper and then she's not a stripper and she killed one of the strippers and she set up the other It It just became so like, oh, this is just not like a regular show about this obsessed girl. She's just like unwell and it like has a lot of social commentary. And I think it was really one of the best things I've watched in a long time. And he's getting some flack about it because of his portrayal for this person, this black woman who said just basically, like, there's no redeeming quality. Like, you're just bad. That's all he told her. You're, you're stop trying to find emotions. You're just like a terrible person. And I like that because I'm, I like when a bad guy's bad. And they are not trying to be like, oh, but I'm sort of good inside. So I hear the reasons it why was... I'm bad, but here's yeah. my well, traumatic they, past. But here, yes. yeah, they, 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 they did do that, the, the traumatic past. And it was it was really good. I think Beyonce should sue. Um, <laughs> I really do think she should sue. I, I bet 100% like she might be a ghost producer on it. But it was the one thing that I stumbled on in March that was like, oh, this is actually really good. We haven't had a chance to watch it yet. No, not yet. <laughs> Seven episodes, 30 minutes, an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, what a, that's a breeze. <laughs> that's a breeze. <laughs> Marissa, what about you? Um, besides the shows that we watch, I mean, it's been a lot of lost. My first, my first lost endeavor. Mm. How are you liking it? It's been a journey. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Listen, one point the island disappeared and you're like, hmm. Honestly, (laughs) so Sam really prepared me for how off the rails it gets in like seasons four and five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seasons one through three, a very easy, like, not easy, but like, it's clearly the same show. Season four, season five, different show. (laughs) But for me, honestly, once I can accept that 
something is going to be unhinged and there are no rules and nothing matters, I can almost enjoy it more. Like if I can just sit back and be like, okay, nothing makes sense. This is hilarious. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of how I rolled with season five. I forget the the guy, I think I told you this before, like this guy critic said in the pandemic, he rewatched Lost and binge in it. it the show made so much more sense as opposed to watching it season by season and have the break. Because when you do that, you really sit into like, this makes no goddamn sense. Where did fucking Alan go? <laughs> but when you allow yourself to like binge it and for lack of a better word, get lost in it, he said it was actually pretty good as a rewatch. I, my issue with the later seasons is when they just start bringing in all of these new characters and they mm-hmm. like, it's like, who are you? Like, Mm-hmm. Why, why should I care about you? Um, like, oh, so you were on the other side of the island for the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah. That we've been watching? When? Where? Yeah. You, you didn't see a plane crash? Tell me more. I also have a big issue with Sawyer and Juliet. That's my biggest gripe <laughs> with the show. They made no sense. There's no chemistry. We did not get to see. Like, if you're going to make want me to believe that they're a thing... Give me, give me, you're so good at flashbacks, Lost. Give me that flashback of how that happened. I don't know. As a romance girly, no, didn't buy it. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> um, but another show that I have been watching on my own that I honestly think you would really enjoy, Sam, mm-hmm. is the Amazon Prime show Class of 07. Um, it's an Australian show about a group of women who are attending their 10-year um, like high school reunion. And while they're there, a tidal wave kind of wipes out everything around them. And their, their school is now on this island. It's, I mean, I guess there's a theme of, mm. of what we're watching right now. So all of these women who went to high school together now just have to like figure out what's going on and how to survive. I think the writing is really smart. I feel like I can't remember the last time that I have watched a show that does not have a single man in it. And quite frankly, I am loving it (laughs) because I feel like the inverse is much more common. A show with only men in it? Yeah. And you're like, where are the women? Yeah. And just seeing like, yeah, the dynamics and how sort of like their past relationships, like these people who haven't seen each other in forever are informing this present situation. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where um, <laughs> there's this one character who at the reunion, she lies and pretends to be a doctor um, so that people will think she's like impressive. But now that this happened, everybody thinks she's the doctor and she's not <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's very unfortunate um, timing. And I won't spoil <laughs> the things that happen because of this, but... It leads to some wild moments. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You're you're definitely selling me. It's um, fun. Yeah. I mean, I think you know how long it's been. I think that like I don't think we've talked. I know. I think Jermaine in the last one you had mentioned The Last of Us. I think an entire Last of Us came and went. Season's over. We're on succession. Yeah, we're yeah. on a succession, <laughs> which has also been. I mean, through one premiere, very fun. But it's always fun. The capacious bag. The capacious bag. I, it, it is. It, I I felt that that 
read deep down in my soul. <laughs> I've watched that clip over and over <laughs> and over and over. And it's it's like he's just like it's fine and it's good. And then when he says you can slide it across the floor at the end of a bank, I was just like <laughs> The shoes done. for the subway got me. That 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 triggered me. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, what is Succession that? Is... Black shoes for the subway. <laughs> Succession is the show that will remind me that Twitter is still good sometimes. Just like <laughs> the content that Succession Twitter produces. I mean, and... yeah, it just goes to remind you that there's rich people and then there's even richer people. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll always find something to criticize about each other. Oh, Jermaine, unrelated question. How are we feeling about UConn? What about UConn? Final four means nothing to me. I don't know anything about that. Last Friday, my husband dragged me to to uh, Jersey City to his friend's <laughs> apartment because Princeton was playing. Because Princeton made the top sixteen or whatever it's called, That's and I'm like, yeah. "You're gonna lose. Why are we doing this?" And I'm like, "That's not the point. They've never <laughs> been this far before." And I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> so I was like, "Whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care." My husband grew up close to UConn, mm. um, but he went to Princeton. Oh, I see. So, no, no UConn affiliations. No, they they have a good dairy bar. Oh, fantastic ice cream. Good to know. They, um, they make their own ice cream. I'm shocked. Like it's it. Like I feel like it's hard to get you to Manhattan. I'm shocked that you went all the way to Jersey City. That's a hike. Jersey City. Uh, that is a hike Jersey from City from Brooklyn. On a Friday night <laughs> from Brooklyn. We had to we had to Uber back. <laughs> even ubering back that's like a pro like how long is that ride that's like an hour like 40 minutes <laughs> it's a long time he um, tried to suggest the train and i was like yeah i think it's gonna be an uber for me <laughs> we uber back i think you're describing the game where they did lose yes they lost <laughs> yeah okay that's what i thought terribly oh man so april I actually felt like there's a decent amount of stuff in April that I'm excited to watch. Same-ish. There's a lot of returning content that I'm excited will be back. Okay. You're, of course, talking about 100-foot wave season two. <laughs> <laughs> I heard 100-foot wave season one was very good. I'm not a surfer. I don't really care about 100-foot waves. But I know that when I see one, I'm like, that's a big wave. Okay. Well, Marissa, do you want to get us kicked off then? Sure. With TV. Sure. I'm going to start with the most Marissa of Marissa selections. Schmigadoon season two is back. And I can't wait. Schmicago, technically. I think they wanted to change the name, but then they realized that that would be really confusing for yeah, changing the actual like name of a show is always very hard. Yeah. For like SEO for for anything, really. Well, for anyone like trying to find season one of the show, I feel like I don't. Yeah, I don't even know how it would work on like, like a, a streamer. I guess it would just be like two different shows. But it's like, why would you do that? That's just so much more complicated. Yeah, and tell me more about this show. What is? Wait, this have show? you never seen Schmigadoon? I've never heard that name or phrase in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jermaine! So Schmigadoon is a musical comedy on Apple TV Plus, starring Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key. They are married, but they're kind of on the rocks. And then they get trapped in a like 1950s musical 
environment and like Kristen Chenoweth is in it. Aaron Tveit is in it. Is it supposed and, to, season one is supposed to be the music man, right? Well, it's, it's, it's like a pastiche of all of oh, the- Oh, sorry, a pastiche. The oh. musicals, like <laughs> Schmigadoon is a play on Brigadoon. Oh, okay. Of, yeah, just like the Rodgers and Hammerstein era. There is, and all of the songs are very much parody of real musicals, um, but it's super funny, <laughs> very creative. It also stars uh, Dove Cameron. Dove Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on SNL? Yeah, what are you trying to say? The creator of SNL. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, we got there. It's it's him. He's behind this show. And then, so oh. now um, season two is Schmicago. I mean, there's like I said, it's still Schmigadoon, but they are, they've moved forward in like musical theater history. So it's oh, going to very much represent oh, the more I, like Chicago hair, the musicals of like the seventies. Oh, yeah. I understand it now. Well, I think okay. the, the season two premise, right, is so at the end of season one, spoiler alert, they are able to break free of this land of Schmigadoon that they've been trapped in. But at the start of season two, they feel like something is missing in their lives. They want to return to that. And then they return to a completely different place. Yeah. <laughs> That is unrecognizable Lost, to them. Season five. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, as a musical theater girly, I just think that everything about this show is so clever and fun. And I don't know, I think I'm also just someone who will follow Cecily wherever she goes at this point. She had been my favorite SNL cast member for quite some time. And I love that she has her own thing going. That's I fair. like Cecily. I wish I wish she had stuck around for Weekend Update. I don't think Weekend Update works with two men. I mean, that's an entirely different podcast. That literally is. <laughs> and I'm just saying. It doesn't work with one man and it doesn't work with two men. <laughs> they didn't let... I feel like Cecily was on Weekend Update for what, like two, one season, two seasons? Not very long. Like one season. One season, yeah. Okay, so Schmigadoon season two. My number one show is very much in the vein of my favorite show of last year, which, if you may remember, was, of course, Nathan Fielder's The Rehearsal. Um, this show comes to us from Freebie, formerly IMDb TV. I don't know if that's a first for someone's number one show to be on Freebie. I, myself, was also shocked. But it's called Jury Duty, and Jury Duty comes to us from the creator's or producers behind The Office and Bad Trip. And essentially, it's a docu-style comedy, mockumentary-esque uh, style comedy about a bunch of jurors performing jury duty. But 11 of these people on the jury are actors. Only one person on the jury believes that this is an actual case. Everybody else knows that this is a fake case with a majoritively fake jury, except for one man, <laughs> juror number or. Number 54, I think, is what they are calling him, who believes that this is real and that the shenanigans that are ensuing are completely organic. This stars, some call this man, who is this man? Marissa calls him James Marsden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I troll, I troll. Show some respect. Also, <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, I, James Marsden is... <laughs> 
a dream. Okay, well then, Jermaine, you might also be into the show because it stars James Marsden. I will say, though, in the trailer, the judge also is like, who are you? I don't recognize you. <laughs> to James Marsden. Um, Alan Barinholtz, um, what's his name? Mecky Leeper from Sex Lives of College Girls. It just feels like a crazy time. But I'm in, I'm in, uh, like, I, I don't know, I'm in. It just gave me rehearsal, Nathan for you kind of vibes. And I find that stuff to be hilarious. Yeah, I'll watch it. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Jermaine, what is your top show that you're looking forward to in April? I feel this is going to come as a very shock for you, Sam, because I don't think you would think I would want to watch this or or that I'm into this. And my top show, see, you don't have Instagram. And if you had Instagram and followed me on Instagram, you would notice. I am excited to see Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and Paramount Plus. <laughs> because I fucking love Grease. <laughs> and my Instagram bio says, beauty school dropout. Jermaine, I don't know if you know this, but Instagram, for an unexplicable re- or for an inexplicable reason, kicked me off. <laughs> I never posted well, anything. Because you don't post. I think that's why. I mean, that I have to assume is why. But yeah, they kicked me off. We didn't think you're a bot. I'm not. Maybe you think you're a bot, and they got rid of you. I literally only ever used it to watch Marissa's book events that were only available on Instagram Live, and then it took my handle, told me that I had 30 days, but I don't check Instagram enough. By the time I actually got onto Instagram and saw that I was locked out, it said that I'd been locked out for longer than 30 days, and my account was unretrievable. <laughs> what? So no, how, I. I how, <laughs> I've never heard. Okay, Sam. Maybe you were banned. Maybe you did something and they just banned you. I've I promise I did absolutely nothing. I did as nothing as one can possibly <laughs> do on Instagram. <laughs> and it kicked me off. Um so, you know, beware other people. But no, that you're right. I was not expecting you to say Greece <laughs> Rise of the Pink Ladies. I love Greece so much and I sat through Remember Grease Live on Fox? Yes. With Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens. Of course. Julian And Hoff. somebody like broke broke their leg the night before the <laughs> Was that Grease? I thought that was I was gonna say I thought that was rent. But... No, wasn't it Grease that somebody No oh, that yes, was that right. was rent. But because Vanessa Roger broke his rent. leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they... You're right. <laughs> oh. If it's a musical I've seen it. And then they had to show like the dress rehearsal. The, the, the dress rehearsal. <laughs> that was, yes. Not Greece. Uh, but so this is uh, four years before the events of Greece, and it shows how the pink ladies like got together from being a bunch of misfits to wanting to find their place in the school. And I'm going to watch it because I love them and they're <laughs> the best part of Greece. Was that on your list, Marissa? It wasn't actually. Wow, interesting. Shocking. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you. I've never seen Greece. Wait, what? <gasps> I've never seen Sam. Greece. That no. is shocking. Is that is it that You've shocking? You've never seen Greece? No, I've never I seen I feel like it's one of those movies that was just on TV all the time. All the time. All the time. Okay, something could be on TV. That doesn't mean I have to watch it when it's there. But I like just... it's no but it's like it's like it's like on the, all the time, like the way Hocus Pocus became like popular because it was always on TV. Mm-hmm. Like Reese was always on TV when I was a kid. 
What I think that was missing for me in the trailer was a sense of like what the music would be. Oh, the music would be terrible. Okay. <laughs> As long okay, so we all thing, you can't recreate the music. <laughs> the music is except okay. for high school musical two. The music in high school musical two was better than high school musical one. Marissa, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't your favorite song of the franchise in high school musical three? Well that's impossible. <laughs> Not possible. How? How? No, 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 no. I believe, I think... I think Zac Efron's best solo is Scream from okay. High School Musical 3. Okay, but that, I feel like, in just colloquial conversation is, like, a moment that you refer to probably more than any other moment from the High School Musical franchise. I don't think it's my favorite song in the franchise. Though High School Musical 3 <laughs> does have... Okay, I could do a whole separate podcast just on the High School Musical trilogy. We don't need to go there. No, but High School Musical 2 is the best movie. Yes, and has the best songs. And has the best songs. What is the best song? In High School Musical 2? In the entire franchise. Ooh. But it seems like the answer is going to be from High School Musical 2. I Gotta Go My Own Way is a good song. I Don't Dance. Like, I listen, I Don't Dance. Fabulous is a good song. Okay, you're none of Work you, neither out. of you are listing one song that is out. the best because song. it's the whole soundtrack. Get <laughs> on it, like when when Zac Efron had his big moment and he's like on the golf like, course. Yeah, it's on the golf course, and then he sings to his reflection. For whatever reason, in the last week, TikTok has been feeding me like old videos. Someone is posting TikToks of like old footage of like behind the scenes rehearsals for the High School Musical movies. And they were so young, and it was just so cute to watch them just, like, practice with Kenny Ortega. I like that what to do. Jermaine, do you know how we learned that Marissa's too old for TikTok? Because she started getting fed videos of, like, teenagers discovering Stevie Nicks for the first time via... Oh, um... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the TikTok teens yeah. calling it the Daisy Jones to Fleetwood Mac pipeline. Like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> That was how we learned that Marissa is too, Marissa's too old for TikTok. I was shocked. It's not for her. The kids these days. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that Silver Springs is having a moment, but Daisy Jones to Fleetwood Mac just sent me. <laughs> You're like, that's work. the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got off track. We did. As we <laughs> yeah, do. Sorry about that. Okay. No, grease the pink light. Okay. Marissa, what's next on your list? Okay. Next on my list is... The final season of a show that we both love, Barry. Ah, Batty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. I'm surprised it's coming back on a, I think I saw it's coming back on a Tuesday. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Bill Hader's directing every episode. Good for him. This season. Good for him. Isn't Barry an HBO show? Yes. Yes. HBO premiere shows on Tuesday nights? Apparently. I think two episodes on that first Tuesday. They're really working overtime to destroy HBO, aren't they? <laughs> they want to move you to the max. No, they want to move me to Discovery, which I will never go willingly. <laughs> I'm also excited for Barry. I like Barry. I, I did think Barry season three felt different than the first two seasons of Barry. But regardless, NoHo Hank, hilarious. <laughs> Newfound respect for NoHo Hank since moving to LA. I think I get it. <laughs> I'm really... Glad that I didn't watch Barry until we moved here because it just hit. <laughs> yeah, it, it like, hit different. It's very sure. LA. It is very LA. Um, okay, the next show that I have on my list is uh, Beef. 
starring Stephen Yun and Ali Wong. And Ali Wong. Yeah. It's on my um, list too. Okay, cool. On my list too. The premise is basically there's a road rage incident that basically creates what seems to be like a lasting feud between these two people. It's a little bit of upstairs, downstairs. It seems like Ali Wong is uh, very wealthy uh, or plays a very wealthy woman. Um, Steven Yun, on the other hand, plays a more working class guy. And so there's a little bit of like, you, you know, rich versus poor going on here. But, you know, honestly, I think Steven Yun, great actor. Fantastic actor. Stop watching The Walking Dead after you died. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I was like, I mean, I think I saw one. I think I saw maybe two more episodes. They kidnapped Daryl, and then I was out. <laughs> I was out. I was like, Negan, you're not for me. Is <laughs> Negan for anybody? <laughs> um, but yeah, beef. I'm excited for this show. It premieres on April sixth on Netflix. Jermaine, what's up next for you? Uh, sticking with Paramount Plus. Uh, they're doing a TV series for Fatal Attraction. Starring uh, Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson. Oh and I, I don't know why they're doing this. Uh, I think the movie has stood the test of time. But I'm going to watch a TV series about it because why not? <laughs> Listen, Lizzie Kaplan is great. She's fantastic. Fleischman is in trouble. So good. Is she going to boil a bunny? I hope so. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jermaine, you're really, uh, really high on Paramount Plus this month. I love listen. Paramount Plus is where I go to watch my soap operas, The Young and the Restless, celebrating fifty years. Fifty years. Is there anyone yeah. on The Young and the Restless now who was on fifty years ago? No. So no, the exist. No, no. But they sort of like had revamped the show, and there's only one character who has a connection to the original show left on the show. Do you think that like for this like 50th season that people will be returning in some way? Yeah, they're doing it now. There's like okay. a big gala set in the series and like people are like popping up to say hi and like celebrate. And what I was going to say earlier is like, Eva Longoria did an interview with Chris Wallace recently and she talked about being on The Young and the Restless and she said something that I didn't think was that offensive. She just basically said it didn't pay her enough to like live. So she had a side job of, I forget what the side job was. And she was like, she would tell people that she wasn't on the show because she didn't want like her business clients to think that she was like some dumb actress. And then Eric Braden, who plays Victor Newman, like got on Twitter and told and said even longer it was like a crap actress and she couldn't keep up on the young and the restless and the actors acted circles around her and she was lucky to get that housewife show. And I'm like, she didn't deserve this level of dragon because what she said wasn't that bad. Um, but I'm a big Paramount Plus user. All right, Fatal Attraction. What's your relationship with the original Fatal Attraction? I started at an inappropriate age. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, not, not great. And then I doubled down and I saw single white female and i was like yeah people are i've always maintained like i never ever want to have an affair with anybody because if i get murdered it's a crime of passion and you can get released from prison for a crime of passion you just do a couple of years you're out if i get murdered right? i want you to have Wait, a life you can, you can get let out because it's a crime of passion less sentence in time 
Crime of Passion. <laughs> like, there's a reason. What? It's not premeditated murder. Oh, Crime of Passion is. This is a real thing. Here. This is not like a fictional depiction of, of the justice system. Crime of Passion, a solid 20 years. <laughs> what? <laughs> not a life sentence. Not a life sentence. A good 20 years. You get out. You're okay. good. Well, you watch more true crime shows, I feel like, than I do. So I guess I'll I guess I'll take your word for it. But that feels I that I can't it's hard for me to believe that. All right, Marissa, what's next on your list? Okay. Sticking with my theme of returning shows, season two of Somebody Somewhere on HBO. Oh, that was that was a nice show. Yeah. yeah. It was. I really enjoyed the first season. It stars Bridget Everett. It's set in Kansas and her sister suddenly passes away like before the show starts it's like six months after but she's very much still grieving that loss and the writing is just it's funny it's tender it deals with grief the cast like they all just look like real people which is something that I really appreciate Mm -hmm. and found quite striking about this show specifically um there's Fred Rococo Fred I forgot Fred Rococo (laughs) My Love one Frederick complaint, Coco. my one complaint about this show, uh, too much singing. But that's the point. <laughs> yeah, she like rediscovers her passion for singing, and like she's not the best singer, but she's passionate, and like that's the <laughs> point. And that's okay. I don't. I forget where I read this, but one of the articles when I was doing my research for this podcast called that show the best show you're probably not watching. I would agree with that. I think more people should check out Somebody Somewhere on HBO. Is that also a Tuesday show? <laughs> April 23rd. That is a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that Barry somebody somewhere <laughs> combination a, on that Tuesday, the 23rd. That's a really interesting <laughs> programming choice. That is quite a choice. No um, comment. Is Tuesday the new, wait, what's, would we say Tuesday? Is Tuesday the new Sunday? No. No. <laughs> Just a hard no. Tuesday is notoriously the worst night of television. I thought Friday was notoriously the worst night of television. Friday doesn't count. <laughs> Friday doesn't count. <laughs> I think we have this wrong. No, the 16th and the 23rd are both Sundays. I don't know why okay. I thought it was on a Tuesday. Were you okay. already into Bay? I might have. Well, no, because I thought I was looking at a website. Okay, I think we're I think we're talking about Sundays. I think we're talking about Sundays. It has to be Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That don't make no sense for HBO. <laughs> I'm so prepared. No, okay, so the next show on my list is uh, Peacock's Mrs. Davis. This show is created by Taryn Hernandez, and speaking of Lost, Damon Lindelof, and it stars Betty Gilpin as a nun using her faith to take on technology. I feel that this is a very timely show <laughs> with the rise of ChatGPT. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you don't want about, you don't talk about ChatGPT, Jermaine? How have how has ChatGPT changed your life? When you see photos of the Pope that are just like, <laughs> and you're like, is that the Pope or is that not the Pope? <laughs> and then you have to go through the comments to realize that's not the Pope. Uh huh. I don't I don't like that. Not the Pope. I don't care about the Pope. But do you know how dangerous this is going to be for the next election cycle? Ex- do you know how exactly? Ma- <laughs> Didn't want to go there. Didn't want to go there, but we can. Oh, ChatGPT. I mean, Do you know how the, many boomers another... are going to believe the like <laughs> ChatGPT images that are going to be fed to their Facebook feeds? Well, ChatGPT is exactly. not what's creating the images. That was that's a different one. Okay, um, AI. AI. They're all AI. Okay. 
also, Marissa, and this is very timely from our conversation uh, yesterday, also starring in Mrs. Davis is a man that you don't know, <laughs> David Arquette. So <laughs> I did see that. So Marissa, who could not list one single thing that David Arquette has been in, will now be able to watch Mrs. Davis and see David Scream. Arquette. Scream. Have you never seen Scream? Besides Scream. Besides Scream. Give me a second. <laughs> what has he been in besides Scream? Huh, that's a good question. <laughs> would you like would you like a couple options, Jermaine? Yes, please. Uh, so his his credits include. I mean, it is pretty much like it's not a lot besides Scream. I guess he had a he had a role in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was in the 1999 Drew Barrymore movie Never Been Kissed. Yes, great movie. He it seems had a cameo in Muppets from Space, and he was also in It's a Very Muppet Christmas movie. He apparently played a dad in the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl in 3D. Oh, I saw that movie in 3D. You know my dad loves a 3D movie. You saw it in 3D. Um, a Lautner. I mean, after that, <laughs> it's really mostly Scream. Uh, <laughs> well, Scream has been good to him, so. Okay, no disrespect to David Arquette, but I don't think we need to go through his entire filmography. We already did. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Jermaine, what do you have next? Uh, HBO Max, which I'm sure this is not going to be a Tuesday show, Sam. Love uh, <laughs> and Death on HBO Max, starring Elizabeth Olsen. It's a story that has been done so many times. Hulu recently did it with Jessica Biel called Candy. The Hulu one was called Candy. And then this is the same version of Candy Montgomery, who was having an affair with her neighbor and was accused of killing his wife with an axe by chopping her, I believe, over 40 times in 1980. Crime of passion. And crime of passion. <laughs> Sam, crime of passion found not guilty. That feels unrelated. If it's, no, not it only guilty. applies if they're found guilty. Like, we're we're talking about, like, you're saying if someone's accused of a crime of passion and they're found guilty, that their sentence won't be as high because it was a crime of passion. <laughs> and she was found not guilty. Yeah, but it's not because it was a crime of passion, was it? You're saying because there was passion behind it that, that she was it not guilty. Matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but great affection for Elizabeth Olsen, and I love that she does things outside of Marvel because I think one can go crazy making Marvel movies, and it's produced by, written and produced by David E. Kelly. So I'm sure you're going to have a nice little narrative about it. I saw Jesse Plemons is in the show as well. He's the husband that she has the affair with. He can be incredibly creepy when he wants to be. <laughs> Very. Yeah. Marissa, anything else on your list? Yes. Rounding out my list of what happened to be almost entirely returning shows, except for Beef, but you already said that, is season two of The After Party on Apple TV+. Plus. Hmm. I thought season one was fun. I'm pretty sure we talked about season one on the preview mm -hmm. but a little reminder it's basically a whodunit show starring sam, i think sam richardson and tiffany haddish are back but i'm not sure about the rest of the cast um but what was fun about season one was that it was set um after like a high school reunion and each episode was from a different character's point of view as told 
through a different genre. So there was like a rom-com episode. There was an action movie episode. There was like a horror episode. There was a musical Mm. episode. So really fun way to play with like form and structure. And season two is, um, I I believe, a groom is murdered um, after his wedding. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'll watch it. I think Sam Richardson's a funny guy. He is. Okay, I'm going to round out my list really quick with my final two shows. The first show of uh, that I have on my list is an Amazon show. It comes out on April 28th. It's called The Citadel, and it stars Richard Madden and Priyanka Jonas. And um, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. <laughs> and it's produced by the Russo brothers. And essentially, they are spies. It's just a spy thriller. It seems like Richard Madden uh, is an amnesiac and he forgets what I think is like the last eight years of his life. And it's about him trying to like find out what happened to him as he's being uh, attacked as spies are, I guess. I don't know. It seems like uh, an interesting action movie or an interesting action show rather. And the final show that I have on my list is a callback to my childhood and one of my favorite books. It is, of course... The Apple TV Plus adaptation of a children's classic, Frog and Toad. <laughs> what? What? Did you? Did neither of you read Frog and Toad? No, I read Frog and no, Toad, but I didn't know I that. I did not. What is Frog and Toad? That's Gay Frogger? icons, Frog and Toad. Gay icons, Frog and Toad. Is it Frog? Okay, is so it here's animated? the. Yes. Okay. Here's the. I mean, here's the I Apple hope description. So. Frog is a frog. Toad is a toad. They have a lot in common, <laughs> but they're also very different. Actually, this is not part of the, the description. I actually don't know what the difference between a frog and a toad actually is. Um, <laughs> Isn't a toad a baby and a frog and a toad? No, that's a tadpole. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Oopsie. Okay, frog and toad are best friends who know that the true secret to friendship is not only enjoying the things that you have in common, but embracing the things that make you different. Our differences are what make us special, and Frog and Toad celebrate them in what makes them unique. I just remember there was one story where I think one of them, maybe Frog, was having like some sort of nightmare about like a giant frog um, that was like <laughs> going to eat him. Um, that was pretty scary stuff. But yeah, Frog and Toad, great book. I think my mom probably still has it. I need to get that book back. <laughs> um, Frog and Toad. Jermaine. Why don't you round out your your television list for us, and we can move on to movies. Uh, the last thing is not it's not a TV show; it's a documentary on Hulu. It's the Brooke Shields documentary, Pretty Baby, talking about her life and just how she basically grew up in this industry and how she was sexualized at a young age and all of that she had to go through and the positions that she was put in. And you know, she's just adult she's this kid in this adult world and i'm very interested to see her tell her story because i remember watching blue lagoon like as a teenager and like no it was an older movie and it came out in like 1980 and i think she was 15 so she probably filmed it when she was 14 and i remember watching that as a teenager like she's a child like this Mm -hmm. movie is so weird like that's a child so I I want to see her tell her story about growing up in this industry. 
at a particular time where young women were sexualized by Hollywood. Just like comparing that now with how young girls sexualize themselves on social media. Yeah, this yeah. this was like number. This would have been like number six on my list. I'm also very curious about this docu series. Wait, is this so? It's a it's a series because I I had it on my list too, but I thought it was a I thought it was a movie. I think it's a movie. I just was like, where do I put this movie or TV? I'm like, it's on Hulu. I'm just going to TV. But I think it's a it's a I think it's a feature doc. I think it's like ninety minutes. I think it's a feature doc. That's a good segue into movies then, because I also had that on my list for all of the reasons that you already listed. I think it's just fascinating to, not fascinating in the sense of like, like we know this is happening and it's still happening. And there's Brooke Shields and that, like her generation of actresses who dealt with this. Then there's like the Disney Nickelodeon, like the the era of celebrity that we grew up with um, who like, are starting to speak out. Yeah, just like Jeanette McCurdy and just like seeing some of the things that they were doing on Nickelodeon yeah. and just like, wait, what? They're, it's being listed as a two-part Hulu original documentary. So it's 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 on the line. It's a hybrid. It's a it's hybrid. A hybrid. <laughs> it's, a, a perfect, it's a great segue. Yes, a perfect segue yeah, okay. into, into movies. Marissa, did you also know it was directed by Lana Wilson, who directed Miss Americana? Even more reason to watch. Miss Americana was a great documentary. So my movies are all over the place, genre-wise. Same. I'm just going to jump in with the most predictable movie for me to talk about. No, you have to jump in with what you're most excited for. I'm like medium excited about all of these, though. There are, There isn't anything that's very... Nothing jumps to the top for you. No. Okay, then you don't get to start. Jermaine, <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine did something like really like rise to the top for you? Yes. <laughs> but I wonder if you, the movie that you are most excited about, Marissa, is on my list. Because um, I have one that I think is on your list. But the movie that rises to the top for me, Super Mario Brothers, it's going to be terrible. But <laughs> I'm going to watch it. On my um, list. Was that what you were going to say? Rats, it was not what I was going to say first, but oh, it is on my list. Oh, that was not what you were going to say. Okay. Yeah. Jermaine, I think you and I should play the game of what was Marissa going to say. But first, let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's my childhood, man. It <laughs> is. Growing up, playing Super Nintendo. But it looks like, because I watched the trailer, and it's not a great trailer, and the voice actors' choices were made. And that's how do you, Jermaine, how do you feel about nostalgic music being redone as dramatic scores? <laughs> I'm not into that. And they did a lot on TikTok. They did a lot on TikTok. And I'm not even on TikTok like that. The voice actors' choices were made there. Yeah, somehow Chris Pratt is going to be like the voice of every iconic animated character. Choices were made. This entire <laughs> cast, choices were made. But the thing about this was watching the trailer is like, Go Kart is in this. And that's different from like Super Mario Brothers as a game. Yeah. And I think that was a excellent choice that they would do that because playing Mario Brothers as a kid and like going to the castle and defeating Bowser and then they go, sorry, Mario, but the princess has been held on our castle. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you have to do it all over again. And I'm like, okay. So combining Super Mario Brothers and like Mario Go-Kart, I thought it was like a brilliant move on their part. 
Can I just say, um, and I don't know, is this canon, uh, Jermaine, you would probably know more than I, but I'm on the Wikipedia page for the Super Mario Brothers movie, and the character of Mario is described as a plumber from Brooklyn, New York from City. From Brooklyn. Is he from, is Mario, is that canon? Is Mario from Brooklyn? I don't think it's specified <laughs> where Mario was from, but in the game, Mario has a very distinct accent, which <laughs> implies he's from a part of the world, but maybe he could be from Brooklyn <laughs> with that accent. <laughs> now, why Chris Pratt is playing <laughs> Mario, let's take the accent from that part of the world out of it. Why Chris Pratt is playing a plumber from Brooklyn <laughs> makes no sense to me. Who would your who would your first choice have been to play a generic plumber from Brooklyn? Oh, I don't even know. Who would be a good Mario? Yeah, it's a tough question. Who would be a good Mario? Okay, I've uh, I've Googled some actors from Brooklyn. Are you ready? I also don't know how canon this is. This also might not be from Brooklyn specifically, but just in general, New York actors. Uh, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> okay. Jerry Seinfeld. Mm, no um, time, maybe. Larry King. <laughs> He's dead. Sam. He's dead. Sam. Okay, yeah. No, I'm sorry. We can move on. We can move on. Okay, my turn. Marissa, were you going... I'm going to guess that you are thinking of, and this is the top movie on my list, uh, Renfield starring Nicolas Cage. No. Oh, my God. I am excited for Renfield starring Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt, though. Nicolas Holt, yeah. Um, The two Nicholases. Also, based on, speaking of um, Walking Dead, an idea from Robert Kirkman. In this movie, Nicolas Cage plays Dracula, and uh, Nicholas Holt, I guess, plays, what, his familiar? I mean, I guess familiar is more like a, that's a, like what we do in the shadows term. He's like the, he's the servant of Dracula. Nicholas Cage, what a career. What a, what a career. And he just keeps no on comment. keeping on. Find out an interesting thing about Nicolas Cage while I was in New Orleans. There was a story about how he bought his family the, the, because, you know, you have to buy the, all their cemeteries are above ground. Mm-hmm. And there's always, like, this rumor about how he, like, forced his way and, like, bought a plot out from under people. Really, that's not true. That is not how that works. So, Nicholas Cage, do not do that. All right, Jermaine, do you want to take another stab at what you thought Marissa might have said? I'm really not allowed to speak. No. <laughs> You're not excited You're about silent. silence. You're silent. <laughs> You're being silent. <laughs> No, I'm I'm going. It's my turn. It's not your turn. It's my turn. It's Jermaine's turn again. It is her turn. No, it's her <laughs> turn. Go. I am going to shout out the classic novel turned into a movie, Judy Bloom. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> I knew. I knew that was it. <laughs> How could it not be? I knew that was it. Okay, but I'm you- honestly surprised it hasn't been made into a movie sooner. Uh, me too. I was like very surprised that it's not been made into a movie yeah. before. And there's a documentary coming about coming out about Judy Bloomson about her too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, there should there's be. a documentary coming out. Speaking of Lost, Marissa, I feel like one of your favorite scenes in Lost was when Sawyer was reading this book. <laughs> Anytime Sawyer is reading a book, it, it, I'm happy. But you said that everything on your list is mid, so why is this movie only mid for you? I'm, it's the, I'm most excited about it. I, okay. Like, I learned about this book because Chelsea Handler had a book 
that was the name was parodied from this book. Yeah. And Chelsea Handler's book was called Are You Dear God? Are You Dear Vodka? Vodka. It's, me, Chelsea. it's me, Chelsea. So you're saying that you you learned about that first and then backed into the Judy Are You Dear God? Book. It's me, Margaret. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you grew up in the, gosh, I don't even know. I just don't know like what like young girl was not given this book as a gift at some point in their life. That's how you learn about periods. Was were were young girls given this book so that their like parents could avoid the conversation? Probably. Like what was that? <laughs> like is I like, mean probably, but also like it's a good coming up age. Yeah. Book. It's a good book. Okay. It's a good book that will probably be banned by the end of the year. It's probably, probably already, already banned is. in Florida. <laughs> it's probably already banned. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Judy Judy Bloom was really that author. Like, Judy Bloom was YA before YA. You got to give her her flowers. Okay. And Rachel McAdams is in it. She plays the mom. She is, yeah. I've spoken. Okay. I was not silenced. <laughs> you were not. You you made your voice heard. Um, all right, Jermaine, what's next? Michael Jordan movie, Air. <laughs> I have that as well. I seen a trailer. I was, I don't know a lot about sports, but I just assumed that he was a famous basketball player before he got the shoes. And apparently not. He was a rookie, never stepped foot on the court. And they said, hey, you, you're going to be the guy who's going to launch and save Nike. And I'm interested to see that story. And it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, the dynamic duo. Yes. But apparently Michael Jordan is not in it. There is an actor who's credited as Michael Jordan, but this, it seems, is his first feature role, uh, Damien Delano Young. Oh, because I was going through it, and I it seemed like the character of Michael Jordan was not in it. Yeah, I mean, he's on... I don't think he's on the Wikipedia page. He's on the IMDb page as credited okay. as Michael Jordan, but it definitely okay. seems like it's more about the relationship that these people... As in, like, the Nike executives must have had with, like, his parents. And apparently Jordan handpicked Viola Davis to play his mom. A great choice. That's a good choice. That's a that's a good choice, yeah. I was I, I definitely didn't know what to think about this movie at first because it feels like, you know, why would I watch a movie about these, like, white executives, <laughs> you know, creating the <laughs> shoe line um, behind Michael Jordan? But I think early reviews have been fairly positive, and again, as somebody from who grew up in Massachusetts, I feel like there's just like an obligation to see something if both Matt and Ben are in it. <laughs> is there? I think there is. I feel no obligation to see this movie personally. You're a bad Bostonian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, next movie on my list was the Apple TV Plus movie Ghosted. You know what? That's, That's on my, my list, list too. too. It looks so bad. It looks terrible, but... It looks so bad, I'm just like, I'm going to watch this. I, you have to watch it, right? It's like, somehow, it seems Chris Evans and Ante Armas just end up in every movie together. I feel like, this is what, is this their second or third movie together? I, I'm not exactly sure. But in this movie, um, Ana de Armas is the intriguing spy, and Chris Evans is just a derpy guy. And when she ghosts him, he's like, I should go find her and be with her. And then he gets caught up in this kind of like big hullabaloo. Espionage. Yeah, he gets caught up in the espionage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely within this like action rom-com 
genre that is becoming quite oversaturated because, you know, men won't just watch a rom-com, right? You got to have some, got to add, you got to add a twist. You got to add some guns. You got to add some. I'll just say, when Marissa said you got to add some, she just randomly punched the air. Just like, you got to add some. (laughs) (laughs) I also just like have forgotten that Chris Chris Evans is an actor and not Captain America. I know, speaking speaking of people trying to break out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's just like very weird to see him not be Captain America. Chris Evans has always been in the, even before there was a Marvel Cinematic Universe, Chris Evans was he the- was, He was, the, the, Human <laughs> Torch. Yeah, Human Torch, yeah. He's, this is like, it's who he is. Yeah, I put it on my list, even though I wish that we could just make some, I, like, I wish we could put money, the money that they put into these action-filled rom-coms, can you just put them into some, like, actual rom-coms apparently marissa the role that is played by anna de armas in this movie was originally supposed to be played by scarlett johansson and then she dropped out due to filming conflicts oh i would not have seen this movie if scarlett <laughs> johansson was in it <laughs> so you know what this could be perhaps a blessing in disguise because now you get <laughs> to watch you get to- <laughs> too weird to see black widow and captain america <laughs> making out get together please. All right, Marissa, you are unsilenced. What is what is the next movie on your list? I think those are all my movies. Oh, those are all your movies? Really? Okay, you're silenced again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Jermaine, what else do you have? Last movie on my list, which is just like a, it, it's a choice. The Pope's Exorcist, which has <laughs> Russell Crowe. No. <laughs> I know, I know. choices are made choices are made here Um, you know I had very neutral feelings on Russell Crowe until Les Mis and now I just have every time (laughs) his name is uttered I just hear his terrible Javert don't get me started out Les Mis that's a whole other podcast I started I said oh Anne Hathaway I love her but anybody says Lame is here we go. And she died 20 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What am I supposed to do now? Well, that's not the problem. That's just the plot of Lame is. (laughs) I did not know that. Like, I was like, Lame is. I was like, okay, she's going to do it. And she, I was like, oh, so it's like two hours of movie left. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, Anne Hathaway sings I Dreamed a Dream and dies. And And dies. Okay, I feel like we're talking about different things. Your problem was with the the work that is lame is and our problem is with the production of this specific lame is directed by tom hooper um and casting who, russell crowe and casting russell crowe yeah and hugh jackman hugh jackman is not blameless well, in this jackman. either <laughs> anyways the pope's uh, yeah, exorcist choices were made for the pope's exorcist <laughs> a choice was made there a choice was made why are you looking forward to the pope's exorcist I like horror movies, and I like horror movies that are just bad. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, listen, I, I recently watched The Menu, and I think you told me to watch The Menu. I liked The Menu. I thought it was funny. It's too clever. It's too clever. You think it's too clever? Yeah, it tries to be too clever, and I don't like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like that. So this just looks like a stupid horror movie that's supposed to have some cheesy jump scare. 
So I'm just gonna, I'm in it. I'm just gonna watch it. Okay, got it. Did we talk about Megan already? I did see Megan. I told you charges need to be filed against Allison Williams. Yes, we talked about a couple Megan. Sec- okay. Second degree murder, child Megan, endangerment. So Megan, Megan, not too clever. No, Megan tried to be clever, but it's <laughs> nice. It's, it's, they, they needed to have upped it a little. All right. The Anything Pope's else, Exorcist. Sam? Yeah, the, I have one more movie on my list. Um, it's called or it's called Paint. It comes out oh. on April seventh. Oh, you saw this one? Yeah, the Bob Ross. He's not Bob Ross. Okay, so Owen Wilson is kind of like a Bob Ross adjacent character. I could. I saw the poster for that <laughs> and saw his fro, and I was like, "Nope, I'm out." Wait, that, hold that on, though. Hair is so you're, serious. You're telling me he's not supposed to be Bob Ross the with Bob that Ross? poster? I mean, it's clearly like created in the vein of bob ross but his character in the movie is named carl nargle (laughs) nope and so carl nargle has hosted vermont's number one painting show for nearly three decades but uh one day the station decides to hire a younger better painter who steals everything and everyone carl loves and uh that's the log line i'm intrigued by that i just imagine like the Bob Ross villain origin story. And when you describe the Bob Ross villain origin story to me, I'm like, yeah, I could, I could get into that. (laughs) (laughs) And then you add on like five Owen Wilson. Wow's. And I'm like, yeah, I could get into that too. She's like, wow. That was my list. (laughs) By someone, do you mean Bob Ross? (laughs) Yes. This Bob Ross is dead. Bob Ross is way dead. (laughs) Wait, look at this. Look at this poster. Yeah. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. It's Bob Ross. It's <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a biopic. Same. <laughs> Not a biopic. Villain origin story. <laughs> Are you more intrigued now? Tell me how it is next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. So shall we It's made by the IFC also. Okay. You don't trust the IFC? <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Top streamers for the month of April. I mean, I feel like Jermaine is just going Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus, P Plus, Paramount Plus, and Foregone HBO conclusion. Max. Yeah, I'd probably honestly also go HBO. Gotta keep watching Succession. But then, as we mentioned, Barry comes back. Somebody somewhere comes back. We got Love and Death. Yeah, I'm looking forward to HBO Max this month. I was between HBO Max and Apple TV Plus. Because of Frog and Toad. Yes. <laughs> That's a schmigoo. Dune. Um, there's also just a lot of catch-up TV that I want to watch on HBO Max. We haven't watched Shrinking yet. Ted Lasso is back. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Apple TV Plus is bringing it. What's the show about the, the climate change show? On Apple TV Plus? Mm-hmm. Extrapolations. Oh. I was I was going to watch that, but then I think people were like, this is not good. I forgot about that. See, March just came and went. March really did come and go. <laughs> sure did. That was another preview. This was fun. It's been a minute. Happy to be back. Yeah. And I guess we're just back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, it was a really busy end to the month. Jermaine, we kind of raced through the rest of How I Met Your Father. And then this week was the mid-season finale. So we're off How I Met Your Father for another two months. So... I'm behind. I, I think I'm three episodes behind. 
but I like that. And as, as I've told you, Sam, I feel the show is better when you can watch multiple episodes at once. I think the show might be learning that as well because the last, like, they released two episodes as their mid-season finale. Can't wait. Although, Jermaine, I'm, I'd be very curious to hear what your opinion is on this whole John Corbett storyline. Next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because Marissa and I, I think, have very differing opinions <laughs> on on this. I will always go to bat for Aiden. Oh, who's don't Aiden? Let's, let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. He's back. They have photos of them kissing on set. I, I, I'm, let, let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You need to watch Sex and the City, Sam. <laughs> That's such a big commitment. <laughs> okay, well, stay tuned for the takes coming next month, I guess. Um, but for now, that was another preview covering everything we're excited about in film and television for the month of April. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter, at Outfit Repeaters Podcast on Instagram, and email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can find all of our earlier previews if you're looking for something to watch um, on our website, www.paginatedmedia.com, or on any platform where podcasts are available. See you next month. couch and i don't know what to watch show i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview oh i think i might be lost if i didn't have a preview